Welcome to the Healthy Celiac Podcast. I'm your host, Belinda from belindawheelan.com, and here you will learn to live your very best life with celiac disease. Now, we are going to be talking all about health-related topics because you, my friend, are more than just a woman with celiac disease. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back. So we are doing another 10 myths about celiac disease. So let's jump right in. Thank you so much for your reactions to last week's show. It was so much fun. All right. So let's start with the first one. So gluten only causes temporary digestive issues. Nope, 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 nope. Doesn't, does it? (laughs) It's not temporary. And it's not just digestive issues. So we talked about that last week in number nine, that celiac disease is just a digestive disorder. But the thing is, as we said, it's more than just a digestive disorder. But when we're talking about temporary issues, no, it's not temporary. It's not a day or two. It can linger for a couple of weeks and it can take months to feel better from when you accidentally get gluten. So definitely not a temporary digestive issue. All right, number 12, people with celiac disease just can't eat bread. Yeah, right. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? How good would it be to still eat everything else that's got gluten in it? But no, (laughs) no, my friend, it is more than just you can't eat bread. We can't eat so many things. We can't eat biscuits, cookies, chocolate, candy, lollies, (laughs) all of these different things, sauces, some salad dressings gravies. There's like, I don't even have to tell you guys, this list goes on and on and on. There's just so much that we can't eat. So it's, it's frustrating when people go, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of celiac disease. You can't eat bread. Hey, Mm, yeah, you're right. I can't eat bread, but there's more to it. So yeah, we do need to tell people what it is we can't eat so that they understand that there's a little bit more than just not being able to eat bread. (laughs) All right, number three. So if you stop eating gluten and feel better, you know you have celiac disease. Nope, not true. Not true at all. You might have other issues such as non-celiac gluten sensitivity, like my son. So you might have heard me talk about this in other episodes as well. So my son is four and I was convinced that he had celiac disease and we had to put him on six weeks of gluten to do the whole testing for celiac disease. And once he went off gluten, he was so much better. He felt so much better. He had so much more energy. He looked better. His little bloated belly went away. And I was convinced that he had celiac disease. But we went through all the testing and it came out that no, he doesn't have celiac disease. He's got non-celiac gluten sensitivity. So just because people test themselves and go, oh yeah, I've cut out gluten, so I must have celiac disease because I feel amazing. It's not true. They need to be tested and they need to know for sure because it may not actually be celiac disease. And as you may or may not know, in most people, gluten can cause an inflammatory response anyway. So most people don't actually feel great from eating gluten and when they cut it out, they feel better. And it may not necessarily be the massive improvement like we get, but it's enough for them to think, oh yeah, I've got celiac disease. So if someone said that to you, mm, you may want to question them on that and 
and get them to seek further clarification because I've been doing some research recently about the differences between celiac disease and non-gluten uh, non-celiac gluten sensitivity. Sorry, and from what I've seen, people with non-celiac gluten sensitivity actually have more long-term issues than people with celiac disease because they don't take it as seriously. And unfortunately, when my son was diagnosed, the gastroenterologist was a pediatric gastroenterologist, and he actually said to us, you know, if he goes to a party and he just wants to have a bit of cake or whatever, it's not going to matter. It's going to be fine. Or when he's a teenager and he wants to hang out with his mates and he just wants to go get some takeaway and have some gluten, it won't, it'll be okay. And I thought, oh, okay, it's not as severe as celiac disease. But then since I've researched it, it's not the best thing to do because it's still going to cause inflammation in his body and inflammation causes disease. So we will not be allowing that as far as I'm concerned. We will be helping him stick to a 100% gluten-free diet because I don't want him to have further implications as time goes on. So if you know someone that's in that same situation, please educate them and teach them that what they're telling you is actually not true. So let's bust that one out the water. If you stop eating gluten and feel better, you know you have celiac disease. Not true. Not true. All right, number four. Celiac disease makes life miserable. (laughs) Some people, yes, some people think it makes their life miserable, but I have seen the improvement of so many people's lives. My mum, for example, she's just one. She's one person that I know that I have seen absolutely flourish since she got her diagnosis. My brother, oh my God, he's like a new person. I am absolutely gobsmacked at how different my brother is and how much healthier and happier he is since he got his diagnosis. So I don't for one second believe that that is true for the majority of people with celiac disease. I don't agree that celiac disease makes your life miserable. You're either a misery guts and you look on the bad side of the coin or you're a happy go lucky person that looks at the positive in everything. It's not that celiac disease makes your life miserable. Yes, it can make it harder and there's so many aspects of it that are a challenge, definitely, but I don't agree that it makes our life miserable. We've got to look at it as, I guess, coming from a point of gratitude that, yay, we got an answer to why we feel like crap (laughs) and we can move forward and we can ensure that we live a long, healthy, amazing life. So, Definitely let's bust that one out of the water because you may have heard people say to you when you've told them you've got celiac disease, oh my God, I'd die if I had to eat gluten-free. Oh, I don't know how you do it. That must be horrible. And you're like, I want to headbutt them (laughs) because it's not true. You know, it's not that bad. It's really not that bad. (laughs) All right. That might take me down a rabbit hole. So let's move on to number five. You can only be born with celiac disease. Nope, another one, not true. Definitely not true. So you can be born with a gene, that's true, but the gene has to be triggered or switched on for you to actually have celiac disease. So my son, again, he has the gene for celiac disease, but he doesn't have celiac disease. He may get it later on in life, and we need to keep an eye on that, but at the moment, he doesn't have celiac disease. I didn't get celiac disease until I was in my late 20s, until I'd had my daughter. I got mine 
after childbirth, when I stopped breastfeeding my daughter is when all my symptoms started. Prior to that, I had no celiac disease symptoms whatsoever. My brother, he didn't get it until after he had pancreatitis. And I believe that the pancreatitis triggered it for him. I know of people that have dealt with losing loved ones. I know of people that have been in car accidents, people that have been through major issues in their workplace as far as stress, and it's triggered it for them. So it is not true. We are not always from day one that we have this. So it can absolutely be triggered later on in life. So that one, you can only be born with celiac disease. Another one, so not true. (laughs) All right, number six, gluten-free food is awful. Hmm, I don't agree with that one. I definitely don't agree with that one because the thing is, natural food is gluten-free and many people are eating gluten-free food without even knowing it. So are they referring to all gluten-free food or some aspects of gluten-free food? So when I was first diagnosed, the bread was disgusting to the point where I wouldn't even touch it. I hated it. It was awful. It was like cardboard. It was dry and hard and tiny (laughs) and it was a waste of money. Whereas the bread has improved dramatically since I was diagnosed. Um, The sweets are through the roof amazing. Anytime I've ever been out for coffee and cake with friends or my mum, I feel like the gluten-free treats are the best. The chocolate brownies, um, the different slices that you can get. So I definitely don't agree with the fact that gluten-free food is awful at all. Another, you know, when people say, oh, I couldn't eat gluten-free food, that would just kill me. Well, (laughs) you know, you you go places and you take your gluten-free food and you share it with people and you don't tell them that it's gluten-free and you'll get asked for recipes, trust me, because it's happened to me time and time again and people have no idea. So if you don't make a big deal deal out of it sometimes, you know, you blow people's minds when you tell them that it's gluten-free cake or it's a gluten-free slice or whatever. And this is, this is just a quick funny story. So I've always made the cakes for my family for birthday parties. And just this past year, I've been a little bit busier and much more going on with having three kids prior to our youngest daughter being born. I was all over the you know, everything. I was much more organized, but since she's come along, I have been a little bit more, oh, shall I say, let's go for the, the easier option. And this year I made my daughter, uh, I bought my daughter's birthday cake rather than making it myself. And I've always made gluten-free cakes in the past so that it could be shared and I could also eat it. And every time when I've made cakes, it's always been eaten served it up and everyone has eaten the cake that was served to them and said how beautiful it was and thank you. And this year we bought a cake for my daughter that wasn't gluten-free and it barely got eaten. (laughs) And it was probably 10 times the price of what it would cost if I'd made it myself. And I kid you not, there was a group of girls here and they barely ate the cake. I'm like, wow. So that just proves that I can make a better cake than buying one for 10 times the price. So yeah, good to know. (laughs) Lesson learned for next time. But anyway, all right, moving on to number seven. So gluten can be burned off. You might've heard this one before when you've gone out for a meal where, you know, someone in the kitchen, maybe chef, maybe wait staff has told you that they can cook something for you gluten-free 
and they're going to use the same grill or the same deep fryer or whatever. And it's fine because the gluten will be burned off. No, (laughs) gluten doesn't get burned off. Gluten is still there. The actual gluten is within the crumbs or whatever's left over from someone else's gluten meal that's been prepared. So gluten can be cleaned off, but it can't be burned off. So in most cases, if something can be cleaned properly, the gluten can be removed. Often it can't be cleaned off if it's, you know, say a a wooden chopping board, let's say, with lots of cuts in it and things like that. That's very risky but it can't be burned off. So don't believe that. If you go out for a meal and, you know, the chef thinks he knows better than you or the wait staff knows better than you and they say, yeah, 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 it's fine. The gluten gets burned off when we prepare your meal. You need to school them. You need to educate them and let them know that that's not actually true or you just up and leave and you go somewhere else where you know you're going to get looked after where they know what they're talking about. (laughs) Always a good option. All right, so number eight. Celiacs can eat wheat in Europe. Have you heard this one? I hear this a lot. I hear this so much. So people with a wheat allergy, maybe, maybe they can go there and eat it. Maybe people with non-celiac gluten sensitivity can go there and have it and they don't react as badly. But people with celiac disease cannot eat wheat in Europe. It has still got gluten in it. It's still going to do damage. It's still going to cause issues within your villi and you like or should I say within your small intestine on your on your villi so not true let's just rule that out I mean no one's traveling at the moment and going to Europe I understand (laughs) but if you one day in the future go to Europe thinking that you can eat over there uh normal wheat please don't do that because not true and that is dangerous that that rumor goes around and as far as I've heard Places like Italy have amazing gluten-free options. So if you're scared to travel, don't be. There's so many ways of you learning how to get out there and live and travel that it doesn't have to involve risking your safety and your health and eating gluten. So let's move on to number nine. Celiac disease, you only need to avoid wheat. Nope, not true. You already know this. I don't even need to really explain this one to you because gluten is in more than just wheat. And we know that we have been taught this and we discuss it here on this show all the time. And it's more than just wheat. And it goes back to when we talked about that you only have to eat, uh, sorry, you only have to cut out the bread. Well, that's not true because you have to cut out more than the wheat. We have to cut out the oats, the barley, the rye. If you're in America, your situation with oats is different, but please go back and listen to my episode about oats where I explained that deeply, but it's more than just cutting out the wheat. So um, that's all I need to say about that. That that one's super easy. All right. And the last one, number 10 or 20, if you want to add it on to last week's show, if you take a digestive aid, you can eat gluten. Nope, 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 nope. A digestive aid can help cut the gluten and can help you digest it easier if you accidentally get glutened yes it may assist you but it is not an option to let you oh I'm gonna have I'm gonna have this digestive enzyme and then I'm gonna go out and eat some gluten and I'll be fine because it's just gonna break it down quicker and I'll feel fine quicker no no that's not true so if you've ever read an article 
or heard anyone say that they have celiac disease and they just take a digestive aid to feel better and they go out and they eat gluten. Don't copy them. They're idiots. They really shouldn't be doing that. It's dangerous. It's silly. They're just causing more health issues to their body and you don't want to take their advice. So never, never believe anyone that says you can take a digestive aid and can continue to eat gluten because it's just not true. All right, so that's rounding up our 20 of the top myths about celiac disease. I really hope you enjoyed these and got a little bit of a giggle out of my mispronunciations. I got a little bit stumbled for words tonight. Um, But yeah, thanks so much for tuning in and be sure to jump on my email list. If you haven't already, you can head on over to belindawheelan.com and you can grab my free ebook, which is 11 Mistakes People Make Living Gluten-Free and you'll get my weekly newsletter after that. So thanks so much for tuning in, guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, head to BelindaWhelan.com to get yourself a free copy of my exclusive ebook, 11 Mistakes People Make Going Gluten-Free Living With Celiac Disease.